Hello, I'm Avery or Hazel or Kylie. You can just pick one. I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And there are no strings on me. No strings? Yeah. Not you know, not is it... <laughs> nope. Apparently not. Damn. But anyway, welcome to the From the Closet podcast. Today, we are covering Avengers Age of Ultron. And, you know, it's kind of wild that we're finally here. Um, near the end of Phase 2, uh, because technically Ant-Man is was the last movie of Phase 2. Uh, but That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's weird, but then the end of Phase 3 was uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. And then Phase 4 didn't have an Avengers movie in it at all. Hmm. So, you know, who who even knows anymore? But, uh, regardless, so this episode will contain spoilers for Avengers Age of Ultron. In the link below, bleh, in the description below, you will find a link to Just Watch, which will have links to every place that you can purchase, rent, or stream this movie. Uh, our links are centered around the U.S., however, if you use the Just Watch app, it will automatically redirect you to your country's page, and if you use the website, you can change the country from the website page itself. Also in the description is a link to our Patreon, where you can vote on future episodes of this show, and get access to episodes early, as well as episodes of our sister show, Off the Shelf, which is about books. Um, uh, yeah, also in the description is a link to Anchor.fm, which contains links to every single platform that this podcast is on, as well as links to our Instagram and Twitter, which, where you can be notified whenever we release a new episode. Next week, you can join us for uh, our, Chris our two Christmas special episodes, which, if nothing changes, should be Elf and Home Alone. So, look forward to that, and with all that being said, if you would like to avoid spoilers, please leave now. Because we are going to start digging into the movie. Um, I'm just thinking about what you said. You said in Phase 4 there wasn't a Avengers movie? No. There was not an Avengers movie in Phase 4. I thought Endgame was in Phase 4. Endgame is Phase 3. Really? Huh. Yeah, Phase 3 had two Avengers movies. Although, really, Infinity War is more Thanos' movie than an Avengers movie. Yeah. What? But, um... But Sorry, regardless, we gotta talk about this movie. Um, so, I remember... When this movie came out and I saw it in theaters, I actually really hated it. Um, really? Yeah, and I've been very harsh against this movie in the past, namely for how they handle Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Hmm. Um, particularly Quicksilver. So, we have not seen Quicksilver yet in the X-Men film series as far as, like, where we're watching it. However, an X-Men film that did have Quicksilver came out before this movie. Okay. A year before this movie. And I think what we see in that film is a lot cooler. However, this film is a lot more accurate to the comics when it comes to Quicksilver. 
Um, really? That's yeah. It's weird, especially since uh, Wanda exists um, <laughs> in this universe. But the problem is, Wanda's not accurate to the comics at all, and mm. she was one of my favorite characters when I actually read Marvel comics. So it it, it deeply upset me. Um, we bear like. She is a lot more powerful than these mo- than the movie gave her credit for, um, and I, I I've just I just got really annoyed by it, and I would continue to be annoyed by it until really Endgame when they finally do showcase some of her power. Hmm, that makes sense. But, um. As far for um, Quicksilver, um, and really this movie as a whole, like, what would you think about it now? Um, I still have problems with it, still with mm. how uh, Wanda and uh, Pietro ha- were managed. Um, I, I, something else I should mention, this movie actually gets his name right. Uh, the X-Men film ser- series just calls him Peter. Um so it, it it's a uh, it, it's weird. So but, what you're saying is they got this character way right, and then what Wanda not very much so. Yeah, and then there's the fact that they just kind of killed him off at the end of the movie. That just didn't sit right with me, especially since Wanda, like in the comics, would literally have been able to bring him back to life with a snap of her fingers. Hmm. Too OP needs to be nerfed. Yeah, she's significantly nerfed by the fact that she's still human and can be killed by things as ordinary as a bullet, and also, she doesn't really have the best mental health. And, uh, kinda can't control her power when she's breaking down. Yeah. Which is something we will see later in the MCU. Um, mm. But regardless, uh, I the other thing too that I have problems with in this movie is Ultron. He mm. is significantly less cool than in the comics. Significantly. Like, this movie did not do Ultron justice. Looking back on it now, it's okay, because we have What If, and What If actually did Ultron justice. What was the What If thing? You will see later. But, basically, Ultron actually wins in What If. Yeah, it's just that What If Ultron wins. Yeah, but there's more to it, because the next episode... Like, th- there's a lot uh, going on in What If. Mm. But, yeah, I, 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 you know, those things just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And then the, the uh, uh, Black Widow and Bruce Banner romance thing... Mm-hmm. That was just kind of weird and out of let left field. I'm glad it only existed for one movie, though. Well, I kind of liked it. 
I don't know, any longer, and it would have just felt weird. And also, we couldn't have gotten uh, Thor Ragnarok. Or we could have. It just would have been missing the Hulk. Because, basically, this movie set up the Planet Hulk storyline, and then Marvel abandoned that and combined it with the Thor Ragnarok storyline. Uh, so, like, if the movie Planet Hulk, which was, like, our second or third episode that we ever released, mm-hmm. if that were canon to the MCU, it would take place sometime after Age of Ultron. Oh, okay. And then, so, so we will be seeing Hulk for a while. Right. Um, so, another thing, too, um, damn it, I forgot what I was gonna say. Well, actually, you know, thinking about it, it won't be too long before we see Hulk, because, like, we gotta get through Ant-Man, and then uh, Civil War. Uh, and I think Spider-Man, Homecoming, and Doctor Strange. And then we get Thor Ragnarok. So, I don't know much about the Avengers, so, but, well, Marvel in general, but Civil Wars, where they dress up the series up till this far, has been property damage to the movie, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this movie will very much tie into Civil War a lot. Um, I in in fact, this movie is the catalyst for the events in Civil War. I definitely can see that. Yeah. Um, also something that I didn't recognize when I first watched this movie, even though I've read Marvel comics, Hmm. we get a mention of a certain country for the first time in this movie. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, Wakanda. I was wondering what you were talking about that I remembered immediately. Yeah, uh, this was the first time they've mentioned Wakanda or, or Black Panther at all. Um, for some reason, I was thinking it was Civil War, but apparently it was this movie. Hmm. Good to know. Um, I forgot also, the context. Uh, basically, the metal, that vibranium, uh, there was a guy who stole vibranium from Wakanda and was branded a thief. Hmm. So... Uh, it it, it it was basically the metal that Ultron stole to uh, stole from that guy to create Vision's body. Interesting. Yeah. So, speaking about Vision, um, there's something I've really wanted to know, and I'm pretty sure you do not even have an answer for. But Vision can wield Thor's hammer. And that makes him worthy, but what does that even mean? What does it mean to be worthy? The hammer, it's always vague, but it seems to be, like, um, it seems to be based on, like, your, uh, your intentions, your motives at that particular point in time. Because, like, Mm. it's not a single judgment, uh, of your entire character, it's all, uh, like, because there have been moments in the comics where Loki has wielded Mjolnir. Um, Interesting. But then, like... And then there's been know, other characters, even outside of Marvel Comics, who have wielded the hammer, like Superman and Wonder Woman. Uh, okay, that's confusing. Um, but, 
So, like, I obviously know why Tony probably couldn't wield the hammer, but what about, like, Captain America? Um, or some well, of the, the other is, people on S.H.I.E.L.D. or in the Avengers? Well, well, the thing is, with Captain America, the hammer actually moved. You could hear it move. Hmm. And, um, it... Something from the comics is, like, you're not ever almost worthy. You're either worthy and can move the hammer, or you're not. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, he can definitely pick up that hammer. So then why wasn't he able to? Good question. We'll talk about that later. Because, I mean, he in this definitely, um, you know, has that upper body strength. Yeah. Um, but I don't think upper body strength matters, because technically, one of the powers of Thor is the ability to pick up the hammer, and the blessing on the hammer is whosoever holds this hammer if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Mm -hmm. So, I actually don't think strength matters at all. Then that just brings in a question that if it's neither, you know, all or none, and that hammer budged, what the hell's the deal? <laughs> he should have picked it up the entire way if he was actually trying. Maybe you're p catching on to something here. Was he actually trying? Wait, what? Huh. I guess I'll leave that as it is. Yeah. But, um, the other thing, too, is, like, this movie further explores the Infinity Stones. Um, because, of course, we get the reveal that Loki's scepter was hiding the Mind Stone. So, there's also a bigger thing in this movie that I want to talk about. One, there was an artificial intelligence in Loki's scepter, right? In the Mind Stone, kinda, yeah. Okay. So, Tony Stark thought it was the greatest idea to use it that artificial intelligence to have to make this Ultron person. See, what I don't get is that he already had an, ult, um, an AI, that being Jarvis, and now they're trying to see, like, this AI such revolutionary. Tony's already made it. It's called yeah, Jarvis. Jarvis is not nearly as robust. Um, hmm as what was presented here. Uh, of course, we do later learn that Jarvis does have some interesting capabilities, like being able to like prevent Ultron from uh, accessing nuclear launch codes. In his sleep, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it, which is wild to me. Granted, those I'm pretty sure those aren't even on the internet, and uh, they are constantly changing. 
Mm. But whatever. Mm. I mean, it's a it, movie. Movies, yeah, movies got a movie. Uh, also, something too, like back on the Infinity Stone thing. This is the oh, fourth yeah, Infinity. St- this is the fourth Infinity Stone we've seen, and Thor later calls this out in like at the end of the movie that four of the Infinity Stones have turned up. Okay, the interesting I'm wondering something, and this is probably what you're just about to mention. One of those Infinity Stones was still hidden. How did he know? I don't know what you mean by still hidden. I mean the the Infinity Stone that was in um what was the, what was the movie what was the movie it was the um, uh the last Thor movie we covered. The Reality Stone they already knew, like Thor already knew that that was an Infinity oh, really? Stone. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Especially since that. the collector straight well the collector straight up told him at the end of the movie in the post credit scene. I thought he, uh, the collector just told us. I couldn't. I didn't know he was telling. Um... Either that. Uh, maybe that's the oh, case. Oh wait, sorry. Either sorry. way, Thor. I real. Um, in the post credit scene of that. Okay, never mind. I see yeah. now. I see what you're mean now. Yeah. Regardless, Thor knows that the ether is the reality stone. Okay. Um, the thing that the thing that's bizarre is. The other Avengers do not know about the events of Guardians of the Galaxy, and we never see Thor learn about it, but this is implying that he knows what happened there. Which, yeah, for some reason, I didn't find that too far-fetched that he wouldn't know what happened. Uh, no, I don't find it very far-fetched at all, especially since um, we will learn later in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that word about everything that went down there got around. A lot. I don't think the the rest of the Avengers would know um, the events that happened. Thor, though, probably. Unless he told them. That's also true. Though and Thor's not very um, loose lips. I mean, there, there was plenty of time for him to tell them, because... That the Avengers have been going after a bunch of Hydra bases. Hmm. Uh, but this one in particular that they go after at the very, very beginning of the movie is the one with Loki's scepter. And the thing is, there is a certain someone who tipped them off that you don't know about yet. Agent Romanoff, they, I'm kidding. And they don't know that this person tipped them off either. Do the person that tipped them off know who they are? Yes. Uh, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure they know their own self. Hmm. It's a possibility. But, uh, but yeah, um, basically, a lot, of, a lot of stuff in this movie ties into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, one thing in particular that you don't know without watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is how Nick Fury got his hands on another helicarrier. Because, reminder, at the end of Winter Soldier, S.H.I.E.L.D. only had three helicarriers, and they were all destroyed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and this is a big question I want to ask. 
obviously, we are going to cover Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but is that important? Like, can you, could you watch the entirety of the movies and, let's just say, the short TV shows and get the entire plot without watching it? Yes, you could. Okay. It, like, all the Marvel television shows from before Phase 4 are really just kind of side stories that are going on that have minimal crossover with the movies and, uh, with the movies. <laughs> so, basically, in uh, Lane's terms, are almost like lore dumps? Yeah, I mean, they could be seen as lore dumps, but I, I consider them side stories more than anything. Hmm. But, like, that's the entirety of why they exist. It's just to deliver lore. One of the I mean, reasons I, that they exist, I guess. I mean, I would say the reason is for, you know, more stories. But, hey, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I think um, I just like lore too much, you know? Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, we've seen four stones. We've seen the Space Stone with the Tesseract. We've seen the Reality Stone, which was the Aether. We have seen the Power Stone in Guardians of the Galaxy. And in this movie, we see the Mind Stone, which turns out was Loki's scepter in the Avengers. So, so we will not be seeing the Soul Stone until Thanos gets it, because yeah. that's way too obscure. And then what's the last stone? The Time Stone. We will right. be seeing that relatively soon. But also, um, remind me after this episode, after we're done recording, because mm. we need to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. Because I don't know how we're going to cover that movie. So, can it not be on Disney um, Plus? It is not. And it can't be. Don't I? Um, obviously, we're going to be talking about this off uh, camera, but don't we already have a way to watch that? No. The archive that I got for us does not have any MCU Spider-Man movies aside from No Way Home. Hmm. So that is a problem. Um, when are we yeah, going it is to... A problem. Um, when will this problem start to catch up with us? Because we still have like, few movies. Yeah, like uh, probably three to five months away. Ugh. I mean, that seems yeah. so far away now, but... Yeah. We'll, we'll have to figure something out. And I, I may be able to find something. Who knows? We'll see. Got it. But, but um, back on this movie. Just, uh, so, it, it's gonna be fun when we get the other Infinity Stones. I do uh, really, really enjoy uh, Thor's character in this movie. I um, uh, really did enjoy some of the humor as well. Yeah. Um, although it, it's kind of weird to me that it, some of the humor they worked in with Ultron, like him forgetting the word for children, that just seems like something that wouldn't happen with a computer. Yeah. Though I think one of my favorite lines of Ultron was, don't you thought you were the only one stalling? <laughs> yeah. Um, I also uh, really love Vision and how there's some really funny humor with him. Because, like, 
at the end of the movie, Ultron's uh, Ultron says to Vision that he's unbearably naive, and Vision's like, "Well, I was born yesterday." Uh, yeah, that was funny. Also, the yeah. banter between um, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America is just yeah. The whole <laughs> language <laughs> joke, <laughs> the whole language joke where they keep making fun of Cap runs throughout the whole movie, and it's it, it's great. I'm glad it only sticks around for one movie. Because if it continued into other movies, it would have gotten old. Definitely. But also, the um, if you put the hammer in an elevator, it'll move. The elevator's yeah. not worthy. I mean, somebody did try to hook up their truck to the hammer and try to move it that way. And that sure as heck didn't work. But what if Thor was um, piloting that truck? Probably. But I don't think Thor knows how to drive. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so so but, should probably teach Thor how to drive. <laughs> why? He can just throw his hammer and go wherever he needs to go. Because hmm. I mean, that's really how just he... a hy- hypothetical situation where um, he just lost his hammer to someone else. Yeah. Dodge that advertising mm. is um, what Thor Love and Thunder is um, very heavily advertised. Yeah, um, there's a there's been a lot of heavy advertising for MCU stuff lately, and I kind of I kind of don't like it because in, in particular when I'm taking you through the MCU and you've never seen most of the content before. You're kind of just getting spoiled on some stuff. Especially, and I think it's okay to say because, well, I mean, the MCU blatantly spoiled it. And if you, no, if you got away with, through all those ads, I commend you. But those ads blatantly just say that, like, Thor doesn't have his hammer anymore. That's to someone else. Yeah. And, um,. The trailer kind of gave that away, too, like, even before the movie came out. But we did kind of already know that he didn't have his hammer, mm. even before that trailer. Um, I'm going to for say reasons, that, like, will he just continue not having the hammer for the rest of his life? Well, there's a question on whether or not there's even going to be any more Thor movies. That's a little bit sad. Yeah. Uh, people really are turning against the guy who directed the last two Thor movies, and I don't really agree with the points that they're making. I think Thor Love and Thunder was a good movie. Not necessarily that great, but it was a good movie, and it was better than either of the first two Thor movies. But that's Mm. my take on it, and I, I know it's not everyone's take. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, really and Thor sad. 3 is Thor 3 is phenomenal. It's one of the best Thor movies. It, it m- Most people will agree that the third Thor movie is the best one. But we're only on four Thor movies, and you just said the last two Thor movies. Yeah. Pe- the guy directed both of them, and people are really not happy with the second one he did. So then... Why should he stop directing Thor movies? And everyone has a bad movie either way, right? 
Yeah, but the thing is, like, Chris Hemsworth has been saying he's not particularly happy with how the director was handling it. Hmm. Chris but Hemsworth regardless, is um, Thor, right? Yes. But regardless, um, back on this movie, uh, oh, I do... Uh, so, another thing, too, that they have teased, there's a character in this movie named Helen Cho. Um, and she was the doctor. She basically healed Hawkeye and helped create Vision. But mm -hmm. um, the important thing is, I'm pretty sure she's the mother of Amadeus Cho in the comics. We have not gotten more on that since Who she was introduced. The hell is Amadeus Cho? Uh, one of the smartest people in How Marvel Comics. Did I get that first try? He is one of the smartest. Interesting. Uh, um, but yeah. Well, like uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is pretty smart. I mean, he is a brain surgeon, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's also... Very, very lacking in common sense. And you will see that when we get to the movies. That's concerning. Yeah. I mean, he's the kind of guy to text while driving. Okay. Um, I guess I'll see more about that uh, later. Yeah. So, uh, I, I do... Okay, so... I do think I probably enjoy this movie more now than uh, than I did back when it first released. Um, mm. That said, I still think it's the worst Avengers movie. I mean, I can almost see that because, I mean, from what I know from about the other two Avengers movies and the Avengers movie we just yeah, we already covered. Yeah, they're still pretty good. Yeah, like, the worst Avengers movie is, is like saying, um, the worst Beatle. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I was, I'm pretty sure you meant the worst Beatles song, but, um, I'm just thinking, like, the insect. No, I, I meant the worst person in the group, not the worst song. Oh. Because they definitely have a song that is considered to be their worst. I just can't remember what it is. Um, Either way, my brain still went to the worst um, insect. The worst beetle insect. Hmm. But yeah, like, I, I definitely think it's weak. Um, and uh, I do also love how there's, like, some banter about maybe Hydra will finally be gone. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much I can take of Hydra. And yeah, I'm glad I'm that kind they're of... kind of spread out. So, like, it's not Hydra again, Hydra again, you know? Yeah, I, and I don't know um, if Hydra continues to be a thing past Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3. Mm. Um 
I do know that Agents of Shield season three is takes place after this movie. Um, interesting. So obviously, Agents of Shield is um like their main enemy is Hydra at the beginning, right? Yeah. At least for, I, I would say for season one and season three, yeah. Interesting. Season two kind of went down a different route and uh, told, a, told a different story that had pretty much nothing to do with Hydra. What do you say? It's still good? Mm, somewhat. Interesting. It is at the very least enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I'll take that. But yeah, uh, I, I definitely think uh, th there's there's elements to this movie that are good, and then there's elements to this movie that just kind of annoyed me as a comic book fan um, that I think a lot of other people can look past. Especially me, who is not... Comic books burn my skin. I'm kidding, but... And then uh, there's also a... There, there's also a particular scene that people take issue with, and I kind of get it. Mm. Um, so there's a scene where uh, Bruce Banner and Natasha are talking about their infertility, and like they are specifically talking about infertility, and Natasha says, you still think you're the only monster on the team? And that... That rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and I, I definitely get that. Because, um, mm. like, being infertile doesn't exactly make you a monster. And that's... I think the important thing here is that I don't think that's what the writers were trying to say. I think they were trying to say that this is what Natasha believes about herself. Well, I was also... Like, thinking that, um, it wasn't necessarily just being infertile, but also, you know, the people that she's killed, the, um, the entire reason why she's infertile to begin with, you know? Yeah, everything involving the Red Room is uh, a mess. We'll kind of learn some more about it. Like, isn't, isn't that like an assassin's thing? Yeah. Yeah, so that's really what I thought was she meant by monster. Like, she used to be an assassin. I mean, she. the thing is, like, she says the line immediately following talking about why she's infertile. Yeah, I understand why that could rub people the wrong way. I'm just saying, um, I didn't really see it like that. I saw it. And that's probably what the writers maybe intended. I can't really speak on their behalf, but... Yeah. Um, so, ju there was something else I wanted to say. The scene, uh, the scene with, uh, when Vision lifts Thor's hammer. Mm. It has taken me a while to come around to this scene, but I do think it's a genuinely am amazing scene. Because Vision comes to life, and literally everyone is distrusting of him immediately. Um, they all want to fight him, and of course, he would actually destroy them all if that actually ever happened. Mm, but no, look who's OP. But um it, it is a it it is a beautiful scene to the point is like they need a way to get 
the other Avengers to trust him, but they also can't waste a lot of time. So the writers decided, why not let him pick up Thor's hammer? That, is that uh, comic book accurate? I'm pretty sure it is. I don't okay. know for certain, but I'm pretty sure Vision can, in fact, lift his hammer. And um, I see um, Thor was in the most appalled. I like what he did right after that was um, pat Tony on the back saying, good job. <laughs> yeah. Even though it was mostly Banner doing the work there, because, like, oh, the yeah. issue... The difference with Ultron is that almost everything about that was purely... Um, purely electrical, purely... It, there was no biochemistry stuff going on, whereas there was with Vision. Because the weird thing about Vision is that he's partly organic. Hmm. It's and weird. Tony knew that he needed a banner this time. Yeah, yeah, because biochemistry is his area of expertise. Um, I was wondering about that scene, and... It's interesting how Tony didn't immediately go with his fear. He knew what needed to be done. Yeah. At the same time, though, I find it hard to believe that Tony's not in jail at the end of all of this. That's also mm a good point, yeah. Because, like, I don't know. It's a... Sure, he's got a lot of money, but... I don't think any amount of money can recover you from almost ending the entire human species. Mm. I've seen a lot of millionaires get away with some things. I'm pretty sure he nothing has more money big. than millions. <laughs> uh, nothing ever that big. But, yeah. I mean, I get there's but, but, also something to say when you're also the one helping you know, risking your life to fix what you caused. Yeah, but the fact that... I, I don't know. He, Fiction looks... At least, um, I'm just going to say, I, something that I've noticed upon all of fiction, and obviously there's outliers and people with writing makes common sense, but if you fix what you caused, that suddenly outweighs everything that you caused. That's I don't think it does. That's just something I've seen in fiction a lot. Yeah, and I do think, like, it's nice that later we will see Tony try to take responsibility. Um, but then when he is taking responsibility, it does kind of... Backfire. He does do some... No, no, it's not that it backfires. He does some things when we see him taking responsibility that aren't very responsible. Hmm. But we'll get into that, because uh, we'll be covering Civil War in February, I think. Um, oh, great. But, Happens in Civil War. Yeah. But, anyway, I think I've covered pretty much everything I want to say about this movie. How about you? Yes, however, it feels like we barely talked about this movie at all. More like just Marvel as a whole. I'd say we talked about it a lot, um, but... 
I mean, that's my stance. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about the Infinity Stones. And uh, the other thing, too, with this movie is how it's like a trailer for a lot of different movies. And I didn't particularly like that either. Um, oh, great. Like the first event in America, the first adventure. Yeah, pretty much. Except that this movie is a trailer for multiple different movies. Hmm. It's like, hey, let's advertise that Black Panther might be a thing later. And then, like, also, Infinity War is coming, and the post credit scene in this movie is directly teasing Infinity War, and also would have made more sense at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, but who cares? Yeah, what... It almost would have made sense at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy... However, I don't think it makes sense in like that sort of timeline, you know. It would, it almost would have because, make- like, the the whole plot of like that movie is that Ronan was supposed to bring Thanos the Power Stone, but then kind of betrayed him to go and do his own thing. Mm-hmm. The post credit scene in this movie is Thanos putting on the gauntlet and saying, "Fine, I'll do it myself." Nothing in this movie had anything to do with Thanos or delivering the Infinity Stones to him, aside from just that one scene. I think what I mean to say is that I I feel like um, more time would have passed from Guardians of the Galaxy to here, where where Thanos actually got the Infinity Stone, the Infinity Gauntlet. Maybe, but I, I feel like the reason that they put it here was simply because they knew more people would see it. Actually, that also makes sense. And there's um argument to be made by that, because this is a very important... This is a turning point in the um, series. I think in we're a way, now yeah. focusing on... Guardians of the Galaxy was starting this turning point, but now it's Thanos. It's all about Thanos. Yeah, Thanos is coming, and our heroes don't know it yet. But they will. That's the scary thing. (laughs) That's the the scary thing. They won't know it until he's here. Until it's too late, yeah. Yeah. And um, the thing is, he is waiting that that's the that's Waiting the for thing. What? There are three people who are alive right now that mm. can defeat Thanos, or that he believes can defeat him, and well, he is waiting, waiting for, for them. Death. Yeah, he is waiting for those characters to be out of the picture, and they will get out of the picture in quick succession. Interesting, but. I guess, um, at the end of the day, we're kind of stalling. Yeah, we are kind of stalling. So I will get into the critic ratings now. So, IMDb gives this movie a 7.3 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it 76%. Metacritic Mm -hmm. has it at 66%. And 85% of Google users liked this movie. Okay. Um... When it comes to Avengers, and obviously I don't have the um, the comics weighing me down on this rating, I have to say this is probably one of the stronger ones I've seen thus far. 
I think um, when all the Avengers are together, their conversation is just ten times better. Yeah. Um, and also, just before you give your rating, uh, I also want to... I also have some complaints about Phase 2 overall, but I will save it for the retrospective, so look forward to that. I'll ask my question after I get my rating. Um, so... Honestly, I'm thinking very low 8, so 8.1. I think I'm giving this movie a 7.4. Okay. And my question is, are we... We're covering Ant-Man next month, right? Yes, we are. That's something you guys can look forward to, Ant-Man releasing next month. And like we said... Probably Elf and Home Alone releasing next week. Mm-hmm. But I guess my point was, technically, Ant-Man was the end of Phase 2, and then we're going to be doing the Phase 2 retrospective. Yes, I already have the Phase 2 retrospective written down on the schedule. Got it. So, yeah, look forward to that, um, and until next time, I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and we will be seeing you.